0: All right, glad you're with us. 800 941 Sean toll telephone number. You want to be a part of this extravaganza. Uh, all right, so here it is, day four, final night, Republican National Conviti- uh, C- Convention. We will be on the South Lawn tonight where the president will address the entire nation. And uh, I understand there's probably going to be about 2,000 people there, uh, which is a-, a big event. At least it's going to have some life compared to the, the boring, monotonous dull hate fest of four days of the DNC convention and you're going to see and have the ability now to compare and to contrast competing visions for where we want to take this country. It couldn't be any more clear. It couldn't be any more stark in terms of uh, what the choice is in 68 days when you are the ultimate jury. You've got, you got all things, extreme, radical, Democratic Socialist versus Liberty, Freedom, Capitalism, Risk, Reward, Invention, Innovation. You see a party four days of hatred, four days of, of cult-like psychotic rage against all things Donald Trump versus a party that showed America and its, and its, its goodness, its greatness, its exceptionalism, and the people that make it great were on display every single solitary night. They were the real stars of the convention. And, you know, now, now we've got Nancy Pelosi. Republicans are enemy of the state. I wouldn't debate—don't tell, don't tell Joe Biden. I wouldn't debate Donald Trump if I were Biden. We're going to get into all of this here. And I will tell And you see people from all backgrounds, all races— Uh, speaking, participating at this convention. Stories I'm sure many and most of you have never heard before. Now, by the way, in spite of predictions of 25% unemployment, well, now the unemployment rate is below 10%. I personally did not think jobs would be coming back this quickly. Came back uh, a lot faster than I thought. There was a Wall Street Journal piece back to low growth. The impact of Joe Biden's tax plan would be Less income across the spectrum in a sluggish economy. Later, we're going to play the comments. The one the one decision alone, Joe Biden, if you recall, remember Joe Biden actually, you know, described in detail how, you know, he would shut down all coal burning plants that he would not only am I not opposed to the new Green Deal, my plan goes beyond it. You know, no new oil drilling or fracking on federal lands. Kamala Harris, I would ban fracking. Uh, She actually uttered the words. Okay, let me tell you what that means. Let me interpret that for you. That means the lifeblood of the world's economy. Now that we are energy independent for the first time in 75 years, that means we now rely again on on countries in the Middle East, many of whom happen to hate our guts and what does that mean? They get to charge us pretty much any darn price they want to charge. There's a reason now oil prices are so low. And, and don't think collusion doesn't happen with the Saudis and other countries and Russia. Russia, yeah, the, the hostile nation it is, led by the hostile actor, you know, the one that colluded with Hillary on the dirty Russian dossier full of Russian disinformation that was used in the 2016 election. That Russia, Putin's Russia, yeah, that hostile... You know, that the mob and the media is ignored. It's like the dossier never happened. It's like the Russian misinformation never happened. It's just like, you know, erasing subpoenaed emails never happened. And deleting them never happened. And destroying devices never happened. And bleach bit, what is that? Never heard of it before. That's the sick world that the mob and the media would take you in. All of this is on the ballot in 68 days from today. You know, there's a great story. Where did I see this? I'm trying to remember. Um, I found it somewhere. I apologize for not remembering. Um, The liberal media, the mob ignoring one of the biggest stories in the convention, The, the president of the United States. You know, you think of the speakers at this convention and you think of everybody, every race, every background, every creed, every religion participating did you see what did what did you see at the democratic convention michael goodwin has a good point in his column today michael goodwin for two weeks i think has been the best writer in the country on analyzing what's going on in these conventions you know and that is about law and order and how he says that the president has staked out a position the defender of america by the way a little late but now in kenosha wisconsin well now that the governor finally got up, up off his ass and uh, is now requested to help. President Trump was more than willing to, to give to every big city. Well, they're restoring law and order and safety and security for the people of Kenosha that deserve all of that. Every American has a right to live in a safe neighborhood, town, city, uh, so that they can have their pursuit of happiness. That is basic, that is fundamental. You don't have safety, you don't have security, you don't have law, you don't have order. You don't have a shot if you worried about a one year old getting shot in a stroller in a park or what worried that, you know, mom might make a wrong term and turn into a uh, autonomous Chaz zone like what happened in Atlanta or that you might actually leave your house or maybe not even leave your house in Chicago on an average weekend or, you know, what? How many were now on three straight months of violence in Portland? Are you kidding me? Democrats didn't even mention it for the four days they had their convention nine words Carl Rove reminded me and he'll be on later today nine words Joe Biden uttered about safety and security in our cities they did they, they didn't acknowledge that this is happening in this country and back to Michael Goodwin you know finally now I guess Joe's being pressured because well first of all why is Joe unwilling to call it what it is this is anarchists taking over cities The rioting is organized and orchestrated, that businesses and lives are lost and policemen are injured and killed, and that they can't even mention a word about it? You know, do we talk about every cop that dies every year in the line of duty? Do we talk about, you know, I I, I was the only one that I know of the media during Barack and Joe's eight years that would scroll names that you've never heard before of the, the people that were shot in Barack Obama's hometown of Chicago. And I'd scroll them. They barely mentioned it. Never mind lift a finger to, to fix anything. I mean, I, how is that possible that you just ignore simple, basic, fundamental truth and reality? And so, you know, all right, Joe, finally, I guess somebody said, Joe, you've you got to read this, Joe. you got to send out this tweet, Joe. Memorize your line. We'll put it in the teleprompter. Ready? All right. Three, two, one, go. Am I on? Am I on yet? No, okay. No, we'll do it again. All right, ready, Joe? Three, two, one. Take off your... No, should I take off my glasses now? Three, two, one. So he finally says something. How is it... What, what is the number one job of elected officials? Safety, security, law, order. No. Kamala Harris, sure, $150 billion, That's a good thing, defunding the LAPD. By the way... Uh, it's a majority minority police force. 60% of the police force happens to be uh, Hispanic Americans. You know, and, and not every cop is horrible. There are bad cops. You know who's been advocating alter, extra training? me, the guy that you know, is, is an old person that has do, been doing martial arts. I'm a student of martial arts for seven years. An hour and a half a day, four or five days a week, a minimum of four. And and why, why? Because, number one, it makes me strong. It makes me mentally tough. It makes me physically stronger, and I can defend myself. And we do everything, Krav Maga, Kempo, Japanese jiu-jitsu. Uh, we do sticks, blades, firearms. We do situational uh, defensive uh, training within, under any circumstances. Every person in this country wants to be safe and secure so that their kids can grow up safe and secure. They get a big fat F in every one of these cities run by liberal Democrats for decades. Now, the reason Joe won't talk about it is that might anger the anarchists. That might anger the crazy part of his base. He has spent the entire election so far trying to appease the crazies. You know, Bolshevik Bernie now is his economic czar. AOC is New Green Deal czar. He goes, my plan goes further than the New Green Deal. Oh, great. And you wonder why, Joe, latest polling released again shows that you got no convention bump, which has never happened. You know, one insider in Biden's camp, we expected a surge. It didn't happen. And, you know, polling uh, released, uh, well, yesterday showed Biden and the Democrats zero convention bump following four days of televised events at the DNC. Okay. You got your lunatic fringe base. What about every other, what, every American wants safety and security. Now you got the news media. They're hitting the panic button because the riots might torpedo Biden's poll numbers over there at Don, the rioting. that's what he said. It has to stop It's showing up in the polling. It's showing up in the focus groups. It's the only thing right now that is sticking. Uh, Okay, how about we just forget about politics for one second here? How about we keep safety, security, law, and order because it's the right thing to do? I know that might sound like a radical idea. How about we protect families and children? How about we, you know, how about that eight-year-old in Atlanta, this beautiful girl shouldn't have died. The one-year-old kid inside the stroller in a park in New York City shouldn't be dead today. The seven-year-old beautiful girl in Chicago dying in her grandma's uh, backyard on Fourth of July weekend shouldn't be dead today. We shouldn't have had to be the first person to even reach out to Horace Anderson, uh, Lorenzo Anderson Sr., losing his 19-year-old son in his chop and chaz zone. And the media is complicit in this denial. You know, I mean, it's a joke. Fake news, CNN, literally, you have burning everywhere behind their reporter. I mean, a city ablaze, cars stripped on fire and burning. What is their lower third? It's fiery but mostly peaceful protests. I'm like, look at your own pictures. Are you that stupid? You have Governor Nome now is, is, is giving her speech last night over there at msdnc they've they've interrupted seventy one minutes to fact check and there's you know Roswell Rachel Maddow on her conspiracy theory uh channel interrupting we We must now interrupt and uh you know as we said, we will interject when we feel that there's something that 's important and del- and deliberate and very wrong that should be corrected just so that we feel responsible about our broadcast in this case, Governor Nome just said. From Seattle and Portland to Washington and New York, Democrat-run cities across the country are being overrun by violent mobs. The violence is rampant. Joining us now is the mayor of Seattle, Jenny Durkin, um, who said the caricature of major U.S. cities is not only wrong, it's peacefully protest. It's, it's purposefully wrong. Excuse me. You didn't call Horace Lorenzo Anderson uh, Sr. first. I did, mayor. What the hell is wrong with you? You're the one saying this is going to be a summer of love zone. How long is it going to continue? I don't know. It could be a whole summer of love. Well, we have dead people in your summer of love zone. Others injured in your summer of love zone. Cops and, and emergency workers begging. We're just here to help the, those that are injured. And they can't get through the mob that you allowed to take over city streets in Seattle and every injury, and you're all complicit in this. What the hell is wrong with your ability to see simple, basic truth, reality? How do you deny the images, and how do you deny the death and the violence that's unfolding right before your eyes? Open your eyes for crying out loud for the safety and security of all of your citizenry. It is a disservice not to protect innocent people. That's on the ballot in 68 days, all of it. All right, we'll be in the South Lawn tonight with our coverage, best coverage on TV and radio, 68 days, the ultimate jury. Are you getting what we're up against here in 68 days? Are all of you understanding what's happening? Do you not see what is at stake here? And this mob in the media, they just lie. They've lied for four years. They've been proven wrong with their hoax, their conspiracy theories, their rage, their hatred, their cult-like, obsessive, compulsive rage against Donald Trump. You decide if this country is going to buy into this socialist utopia. If we do, bye-bye. Capitalism dies with it. Freedom and liberty goes away, and those promises of everything free, I promise you this. I promise you those promises will never be fulfilled. All right. Live free or die. America, the world on the brink. And you are the ultimate jury in just 68 short days. And this election matters. The stated policies, if ever implemented, would be an unmitigated failure and disaster. And all Joe Biden has done is cater to his left wing base. Uh, programming note tonight from the south lawn of the White House where the president. Now the final night crescendo here of the republican national convention like i mean what a difference the adults are in charge versus you know the the college kid like podcast that we saw last week full of rage and hate and and i hate trump one mantra um so uh tomorrow night by the way we'll be doing a wrap-up uh I, i'm just taking questions town hall everybody's invited also i've been able to uh, sign more copies of Live Free or Die. If you want an autograph po- copy, tomorrow's the night to get it. Uh, this is like the last batch of them. Um, but that's at 7 Eastern. Come either way and uh, just participate. I'm, all I'm doing the whole time is answering your questions. You know, I'm going to say, all right, first question. Boom. and go right to it. Uh, that's tomorrow at 7. We'll put the link up at uh, Hannity.com. Uh, Amazon.com. Live Free or Die, 40% off. Uh, support for Black Lives Matter has plunged now. Uh, this this is the group. Remember, we make the distinction. New poll out of Wisconsin shows the support there. It dropped, what, 13% between June and early August. Marquette Law School polls, 61% of residents approved of the movement's uh, protesting. You see, I think I do think there's conflation going on, people conflating things here. That is, you know, does Black Lives Matter, the group? What do we want, dead cops? When do we want them now? Uh, pigs in a blanket, fry them like bacon. And, you know, other controversial, crazy things that have been said by leaders of, quote, that movement. And then people after the, the death of George Floyd, peaceful protesters, the majority of them with, you know, righteous indignation. There was there was universal agreement that can't happen in this country again. And but they would chant Black Lives Matter different from the group Black Lives Matter. I just I got to make the distinction. Um, the president now will restore order because the governor, after three days and three nights in a row in Kenosha, Wisconsin, uh, finally has requested the president's help. And the president, uh, yeah, I'm sending federal law enforcement and the National Guard to restore law in order. And guess what? Last night they restored law in order. I mean, its I, I don't think this is difficult. It's not pleasant. Nobody wants to do it. Cops don't want to do it. Cops don't want to be in conflict with residents. But how many now cops are going to be, you know, hit with bricks and rocks and canes and bats and not and shot at with guns and knives attacking them and Molotov cocktails. How how many businesses can be burned to the ground before you realize it's real? Not on fake news, CNN Oh, it's mostly peaceful. The, what did they say about the, the Chaz Chop uh, spaghetti potluck dinner, autonomous uh, summer of love zone in Seattle? Oh, it's a festive-like atmosphere. As these idiots on fake news, CNN and MSDNC are saying it, the, the, the anarchists are saying this is not a peaceful zone. This is not a festive zone. What the hell are you reporting? And got challenged live on the air. By the people that they say oh I didn't know and they're walking around in circles because they're kind of chasing them around in circles.
1: Now you've seen uh, essentially so. almost like a street festival type atmosphere. A street festival type atmosphere. atmosphere no, with a very it in, is not in, a street festival. festival with a very intentional purpose. It is not a street festival. With, it is not a street festival. Do not say that. Please, Shame on you not. for saying that.
0: Shame on you for lying. That's what they said at the time. Oh, oh, it's not a festive, it's like festival like atmosphere. Yeah, people dying there. Mayor Durkin, dead in your summer of love zone. And I, 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 did you call Horace Lorenzo Anderson Sr. and apologize for the death of his son? Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr., who 19, died in your summer of love zone. By the way, now guess what? You're being sued for $3 billion. And I hope Mr. Anderson gets every penny of it after you promised everybody in Seattle that that was a summer of love safe zone when you allowed a police precinct to be taken over where the cops and the paramedics and first responders had to beg with bullhorns to get in to offer help. And that was on the night that Horace Lorenzo Anderson Jr. died. When you get shot, seconds matter. You have a heart attack. Seconds matter. A bad bleed out accident. Seconds matter. And the police have to beg to get in to do their job. You know, what, what cop want, Who wants to be a cop today? Nobody's going to want to be a police officer. And I will tell you, that, you know, we should learn from mistakes here. And one of the things I've been advocating for, more training. Why do I say that? Well, I just happen to be a student of martial arts for seven years. And I could tell you that if you have somebody in, in handcuffs like George Floyd, you don't need to do anything but manipulate two fingers that you have access to that they can't stop you from taking, and you manipulate them. You don't break the fingers. It's really, it's just all, it will guarantee compliance, immediate compliance. It's that, you know, it's that simple. How about alternatives? You know, I mentioned, you know, Burner, the non-lethal uh, firearms that they have. Get a non-lethal Alternative. I'm not the biggest fan of the stun gun with the wires. I'm just not. That's close quarters. You know, one of the good things about, like, the burn, you put a laser on it. You don't have to be a marksman like I Well, I'm not a marksman anymore because I can't see. I, I can't see anything. I literally, you know, I, I put lasers on all my weapons now because I can't see. I used to be able to see. I had to I, I squeeze and I had to focus and I had to really, you know, I'm, I'm good at that part. But I'm like, OK, there's three people there. I only, you know, I just don't see far. I can't. I have a hard time reading the teleprompter now without glasses on. I just can't read it. You know, you get older. I got to go by. I got to go see an optometrist. Is that what it is? Yeah. The professional guy. I, I do. I can't see. Um, Alice Marie Johnson, by the way, was, uh, let's see, pardoned by Donald Trump, was put away for life under the Biden sponsored bill. Alice Marie Johnson will be speaking tonight. I love her. I absolutely love that woman. Gotten to know her. I would say she's a friend. And I hope she would say one or two nice things about me. I don't know. But I think the world of her. Goes to jail, life sentence, first-time offender. She's the first to admit what she did was wrong. She more than paid for her time. She ran Bible study after Bible study after Bible study, would counsel these younger kids and thinking she never has a shot at getting out A jail. Donald Trump did it. Criminal justice reform—it's called, uh, you know. Just like, oh, you can't have a pardon and put it in the in Republican National Convention. Why not? Oh, we found out that there were twelve uh, cabinet officials in the Obama administration that were part of the convention in twenty twelve. Oh, double standard again. I mean, it's just unbelievable. It's not hard to restore order, but we gotta give cops more options. There's gotta be more. Non-lethal alternatives. The perfect case would be the Br- Rashard Brooks case. Okay, you had an alternative rather than the shooting. In if they, if we give the cops the alternative, they don't have it now. They don't have it now. Get that we're America for crying out loud. We have ballistic missiles that can travel the the, the globe and back. Uh, and and we can you know develop non-lethal options. So that if a cop makes a mistake, he's got another he's got another option available, another tool in his arsenal, literally that won't be taking somebody's life. Let's give that to them, so that they can do a better job, and and not just have that final you know option. And yeah, you know, well, Joe Biden, you can shoot him in the leg. You don't you don't. Oh, he's so stupid. You you don't aim if you have any knowledge of firearms. You don't. Ain't, let me shoot you in the leg, okay? And then when the bullet ricochets and hits an innocent bystander, good luck with that. Uh, you go for top mass center. That's the target. That's what they're trained to target. But you don't want to get to that point. Is the pole point? Not. There are there are other options. It is so frustrating to me that we don't you know think out of the box. Where the United States of America, we are you know the heart and soul of nuclear energy of of defense weaponry predator drones we can come up with a non-lethal alternative to, for cops rather than just having one option option the, the the nuclear option to use that which is to pull out a firearm when you pull it out by the way guess what you've got you don't pull it out unless you're going to use it it's it's just uh, so frustrating. Um, Democrats complaining about a, a Pompeo. Uh, oh, yeah. Let's see. Six. I'm sorry. I said 12. Six Obama cabinet members spoke at the 2012 convention. Oopsie daisy. Let's see. We had uh, Secretary of Health and Human Services, Kathleen Sibelius. You know, she's the one that lied about you get to keep your doctor, keep your plan and save on average twenty five hundred dollars per family a year. Well, just the opposite happened. Secretary of Interior uh, Ken Salazar, he spoke. Uh, Secretary of Agriculture Tom Bilsack spoke. Secretary of Education, Arnie Duncan spoke. Secretary of Veterans Affairs, Ernie uh, Shinseki also spoke. Uh, Karen Mills, administrator of the US. Small Business Administration. you know, elevated in the, in the cabinet to the cabinet level position in the Obama years. Oh, that would be media hypocrisy again, the mob lying to you yet again. We have AOC saying liberals should take the elephant mascot from the GOP because they are compassionate creatures. I don't even know what to say about this madness. Democrats are in a panic because voters are turning away from the left's unending violence. Why is Joe Biden so reluctant? Because he already adopted the they become the enemy. His words, he can run and hide all he wants. He said it. And, of course, we'll, we'll redistribute funds elsewhere. That would be defund. And Kamala Harris, more honest, praising the defunding the, the of the LAPD by $150 billion. Oh, so now that they can't get Mike Pompeo over speaking at the convention, Susan Rice is saying, well, he's problematic as Secretary of State because he's overtly religious. Oh, my goodness. You mean freedom of religion exists in America? It was an interesting New York post sort of water cooler topic as we say in talk radio. Liberal Democrats are more likely to shut down political talk over disagreement. Yeah, I would say that would that would be true. I'd say that is probably mainstream. So, it's all at stake and it's 68 days away and this is the most important election in our lifetime. This is it. It's all on the line. Care about law and order, safety, security? Okay, who who are you going to vote for? Who do you trust? You care about lower taxes or higher? You want higher taxes. You want open borders or you want secure borders? Do You want the United Sanctuary States of America where we're going to pay for every illegal immigrant's health care, education, etc., Or do you want people that, that get the highly coveted positions? 300 miles of wall. Donald Trump built it. Wasn't easy. Had to go it alone because nobody wanted to help him. The same people that were all for it in Obama's second term. That would be liberal Democrats. By the way, Vice President Pence, after the news at the top of the hour, I mean, so you have day four. Wow, American greatness, American uh, exceptionalism. No, we're not a perfect union, but we have a constitution that allows us to right wrongs, correct injustices, and become a more perfect union. And why didn't Joe and and Barack do anything after Ferguson? Well, the they did have their own Justice Department exonerate officer darren wilson and that hands up don't shoot never happened freddie gray guess what not one of the cops were ever indicted i'm sorry were ever found guilty of anything i told you that very early on because i actually did some legwork i knew in ferguson that there would be eyewitnesses that back up Officer Darren Wilson's claims. It's like we're like right with Richard Jewell, UVA, Duke, LaCrosse, Cambridge Police. You name it, we're right. They're wrong. Obama and his radical associations, guiding his principles. I was right. He just tried to hide it a lot more than, than Joe did. Now we have Nancy Pelosi. I wouldn't debate Donald Trump. I wouldn't legitimize a conversation with him. Unbelievable times we're living in. How do you not mention law and order and the violence in American cities and you want to lead this country? Are you out of your mind? Is America? I, I mean, on this one issue alone, you're disqualified. How is that possible? You know, Joe makes a list of everything you do with coronavirus. Problem is, everything you do on coronavirus, Donald Trump already did. An operation, you know, President Trump's operation Warp Speed. Final human stage trials for a vaccine. Great improvements on therapeutics 800 941 Sean, If you want to join us By the way, live free or die The whole case laid out It's all laid out And live free or die America The world on the brink 40% off Amazon.com Books a million Barnes and Noble Costco, Target, Walmart
2: The heroes who held this fort Took their stand for life Liberty Freedom and the American flag. And those ideals have defined our nation. But they were hardly ever mentioned at last week's Democratic National Convention. Instead, Democrats spent four days attacking America. Joe Biden said that we were living through a season of darkness. But as President Trump said, where Joe Biden sees American darkness, we see american greatness joe biden says that america is systemically racist and that law enforcement in america has and i quote an implicit bias against minorities when asked whether he'd support cutting funding to law enforcement joe biden replied yes absolutely joe biden would double down on the very policies that are leading to violence in America's cities. The hard truth is, you won't be safe in Joe Biden's America. And under President Trump, we will always stand with those who stand on the thin blue line, and we're not going to defund the police, not now, not ever. All right, that was
0: uh, uh, Vice President Mike Pence last night, Fort McHenry, day three of the Republican National Convention. What a difference a a week makes. Uh, Vice President Pence joins us right now, Mister Vice President, sir. It's an honor to have you. It was an honor to be at Fort McHenry. It'll be an honor to be on the South Lawn tonight, broadcasting Hannity. Uh wow, what a difference a week w- makes.
2: Sean, great to be with you. Thank you for uh, thank you for being there last night at Fort McHenry. Karen and I were uh, were, were were deeply moved uh, to be in that setting, to be among those heroes. I know. I know that President uh, Trump and, and the First Lady felt the same way, but um, it was a, it it was a night to remember. Um, but also, I, I hope I, I hope the whole of this convention has laid out uh, to the American people uh, the choice that we face in this election. As as I said last night, I honestly believe, with all of my heart, that while the Democrats said that democracy is on the ballot. Uh, I believe that our economic recovery is on the ballot, law and orders on the ballot, but things much more foundational to our country are on the ballot. It's not whether America will be more conservative or liberal, more Republican or Democrat, more blue or red. It's whether America remains America. And the privilege to be there at Fort McHenry, where 206 years ago Americans took their stand, defended uh, our nation, defended our flag to be able to deliver that message is something I'll cherish the rest of my life.
0: It was it's a special place. You you went into the history somewhat last night. Uh, what I find amazing, you know, here you have a ticket. I've never seen this in all the years. I'm 33 years, sir, in radio. I'm Believe it or not, and I look younger, right? I'm 25 years now in the Fox <laughs> News channel. You bet. And uh, it's I I haven't gone full on white like you, but I'm getting there. Uh, but I think you have a more stressful job than I do. Um, it's the mileage. You I have plenty of miles on this old car. Um, but here's my thought we have. We have in this country. How is it possible that nine words, only nine words were uttered by Joe Biden about what? three months of violence in portland we see what's happening in cities like new york uh we see what's happening in seattle you know in the in the obama biden years i used to scroll the names that nobody ever heard of of people shot that weekend in chicago people murdered that weekend in chicago and i'd run the whole list nobody names nobody ever heard if we don't have law, order, safety, security, Mister Vice President, how do you? How is it possible to pursue happiness? Is it possible?
2: Well, everything begins with security. Security is the foundation of our prosperity, and that's why President Trump is absolutely committed to law and order, beginning with standing with the men and women who serve in law enforcement every day. You know, last night it was my privilege to pay tribute to a fallen police officer david patrick underwood he was with the department of homeland security's protective service he was shot and killed during riots in oakland his sister was with us to be able to, to be able to express our sympathies and our support as i know is the is the the opinion of virtually every american i mean these police officers put their lives on the line every single day to protect and serve. And everything begins with standing with law enforcement. But the point I also wanted to make last night, and I and I hope I hope I hope we were able to begin to make it with Americans uh, uh, that, that hadn't heard this yet, is that with President Donald Trump, we 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 believe that you don't have to choose between supporting the men and women who serve in law enforcement in supporting our African American community and other minorities that live in our major cities. We've done both for three and a half years and we'll continue to do both for four more years. Sean, you look at the record of this administration, this president, we provided resources for 4,000 more police officers through the cops program on the streets. We provided resources and support to law enforcement. You see police officers unions endorsing president Trump, almost every day around this country and at the same time though I couldn't be more proud to be vice president to a president whose economic policies saw the lowest unemployment rate ever recorded for African Americans he signed uh, he signed a record investment in historically black colleges and universities we've fought for school choice, doubled the school choice program in Washington, D.C., that, that President Barack Obama and Joe Biden set aside. And, and add, add to all of that, uh, add to all of that, that we've, we've been standing up for law and order in our streets. And, 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 and as I said last night, we've, we are going to have law and order for every American in all our cities and towns and for every American of every race and creed and color the american people have every right to deserve that and president donald trump and i are going to are going to continue to stand for that principle we're going to fight for that principle and while while literally you have the democrats who last week in their convention spoke not one word uh, about the about the chaos and mayhem and rioting in major cities around the country you've heard one speaker after another Address that issue. This is this is this is about the future of our country and everything begins with the safety and security of the American people.
0: Historically, Mr. Vice President, after somebody secures a nomination, and I would argue Donald Trump stayed the same. I mean Donald Trump and you pointed this out last night. He means what he says, he says what he means. And in other words, he didn't move right to get a nomination and then move back to the center. But he's now we have Joe Biden, I think it's a position of weakness, has adopted who used to be an outlier, Bolshevik Bernie, I call him, his economic plan, as the president calls it, the Bernie Sanders-Joe Biden manifesto. He not only supports the new Green Deal, but he actually said, my plan goes beyond it. He's pledging trillions of dollars to AOC's new Green Deal. Uh, To the left of Bernie Sanders is Kamala Harris, who you will be debating uh, there's never been a major party in America with, a, with an agenda, a stated agenda, this radical and this extreme.
2: Well, it, it, to your point, you need look no further than what Bernie Sanders said. I, I thought it was important to quote Bernie Sanders in his address at the Democrat National Convention, Sean, when I spoke last night. He said, he said many of the ideas that he had fought for. That a few years ago were considered his words were considered radical are now mainstream in the Democratic Party. That's what Bernie Sanders said. I know Bernie Sanders. I served in the Congress with Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is an unapologetic socialist. And and for for him to stand up and you look at their unity agenda and for all the things that you said and 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 we spoke about them last night. The choice in this election has never been clear. Where we cut taxes by more than $5 trillion, Joe Biden, in the middle of a global pandemic, wants to raise taxes by $4 trillion. He wants to bury our economy under a $2 trillion version of the Green New Deal. I mean, all, all of the policies, one after another, uh, I, I think lay out the kind of choice that uh, that I, I'm. I relish the opportunity. I'm headed out tomorrow. Uh, I'm going to be in Minnesota. We're going to be taking our case all across this country, and I think we're going to win four more years for President Donald Trump in the White House.
0: If the stated policies of of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are implemented, in other words, Kamala Harris had said that. She supported defunding the LAPD $150 million. Uh, Joe Biden, he can run as much as he wants, but he said police become the enemy and he would reallocate funds away from the police. He said it. If, if that policy, if open borders, uh, if that policy is implemented and free health care for people that didn't respect our law, sovereignty, borders, etc., if their plan, uh, Kamala Harris said I would ban fracking. Uh, Joe Biden literally said, no, no new oil drilling or fracking on federal lands. My, my plan goes beyond the new green deal. Uh, we have to shut down all coal burning plants, Joe Biden said. So they promise everything is going to be free from cradle to grave, womb to tomb, and they're going to get rid of the lifeblood of the world's economy and Donald Trump has brought us to energy independence, and we're now the world's largest producer of energy for the first time in 75 years. What would would the stated plans, if implemented, make this country look like?
2: Well, that's why I said last night, I think the question, the issue in this election is whether America remains America. Look, we have built, um, and this president uh, revive the most, the, the, the strongest, uh, most prosperous nation in the history of the world. I mean, in three short years, we we went back on the path that Americans have always trod: strong national defense, low taxes, less regulation, develop our natural resources, stand for the values of life, religious liberty, all the, all the values, Second Amendment that have always been at the foundation. Uh, put America first. Uh, in our foreign policy, stand for law and order, and and President the president laid all, all of that out over the last three years. And the Democrats right now, Sean, you've said it well. I mean, Joe Biden and the Democratic Party have been overtaken by the radical left. I mean, their agenda, it, among other things, is higher taxes, socialized medicine, open borders, abortion on demand. And, and I, I must tell you, I, I really do believe, uh, I really do believe that um, when, when the president addresses the nation tonight, you're going to hear him, you're going to hear him lay out that choice to the American people. We had some wonderful speakers over the course of this week. I spoke to Senator Tim Scott today. I thought he was just, I thought he was just in, in, inspiring on Monday night. And, and the first lady in the Rose Garden, Karen and I were privileged to be there. And then one speaker after another. Um, I saw, I saw Herschel Walker today, who spoke about his 37-year relationship with this president and, and, the, and, and, and the president, Donald Trump, that he knows as, as a man and, and, and their mutual commitment to faith and freedom. But tonight, I think the American people are going to hear, you're going to hear this president lay out our record, you're going to hear this president lay out a vision for the future, but you're going to hear him lay out the choice. Uh, and I truly do believe uh, that it's a choice of whether whether we are going to continue our nation on the path of the ideals and values that have always made America great and will make America great again, or whether we're going to take a hard left turn away from all of those ideals and principles and, and take America uh, take America somewhere other than we've ever been before. And I promise stations, you, stations, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna, yes, we're gonna sir. travel this nation. We're gonna take this message, and I truly do believe we're gonna, we're gonna win four more years for President Donald Trump in the White House.
0: For stations along the Sean Hannity Show network, we're continuing our coverage with Vice President uh, uh, Mike Pence is with us. Uh, it's fascinating to me. So I, I watched. The Democrats and it was pretty much a I hate Trump fest and I hate him more than you hate him fest and then they talked a lot about coronavirus but from the 10 days after the first identified case which was January 21st of this year I mean that's how it wasn't that long ago 10 days later President Trump put in place the first travel ban there was subsequent travel bans and the first quarantine in what 50 60 years And Joe Biden called that travel ban hysterical xenophobia and fear-mongering. The rest of the Senate was in the middle of their Ukrainian impeachment hoax. And, of course, ignoring Joe Biden bragging about his quid pro quo for zero experience, Hunter. But putting that aside, and I look at where we are now and today, and and Joe Biden was asked what he would do on coronavirus, and he gives a list. And every every single item he mentioned, you guys had already done.
2: Sean, it's the reason why we wanted to talk about this president's record in responding to the coronavirus pandemic last night. I mean, look, we 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 grieve, as I said last night, we grieve for the more than 180,000 families that have lost loved ones in the course of this pandemic. But but I have to tell you that from the moment this president suspended all travel from China before the end of January, stood up the White House coronavirus task force. Uh, we, we have we have brought up not only a whole of government but a whole of america response to this effort I mean, we started working on a vaccine the first week of february when the nih first got the genetic coding for the vaccine and i just got a report we had the white house coronavirus task force that met today i i, I just got another report that that uh, that we're we are making steady progress we're in phase three clinical clinical trials in record time and I believe we will have a the first coronavirus vaccine, tens of millions of doses for the American people before the end of this year. When when we started this process, we were doing testing in state laboratories and CDC labs. When, when I was asked at the end of February to lead the Coronavirus Task Force, we had done 8,000 coronavirus tests total. Now we do 800,000 tests a day. We've distributed billions of personal protective equipment. We manufactured 100,000 ventilators uh, in 100 days. We've been distributing therapeutics and medicines. I, I, I must tell you, we, we mourn with those who mourn and grieve with those who grieve. And we, we will never, never diminish the losses that American families have experienced. But when I see the way the American people have responded, our healthcare community has responded, and the way that this president has led... All fifty states and territories to respond to this. I, I I just I couldn't be more proud of this country, and couldn't be more proud to serve alongside this president. And all the second guessing um, by Joe Biden uh, and his running mate won't won't change the fact of, of what this president did and how wrong Joe Biden was. Y- your point is exactly right. When when the president shut off all travel from China, Sean, I can tell you for a fact. That saved countless American lives. It bought us invaluable time to stand up uh, an industrial response across this country, the likes of which we hadn't done since World War II. I mean, the truth is we knew that many people actually died in northern Italy when the coronavirus pandemic struck there because the hospitals were overwhelmed because they didn't have equipment they didn't have supplies but when the president looked he looked at the second largest economy in the world and before there was a first community transmission case in this country the president shut off all travel from china he said we're going to put the health of america first we're going to stand up coronavirus task force so that gave us the opportunity to launch this massive mobilization to make sure our incredible doctors nurses and health care workers had the PPE, had the equipment, we scaled out the testing um, to meet this moment. So we'll, we're, we'll have that debate uh, in the days ahead, but I, I must tell you that the President's foresight in making that decision, as he did in January, um, um, made an enormous difference in our national response and, and, uh, and I, I wanted people to be clear that we're, we're not going to rest, we're not going to relent until until the day comes that we have that vaccine and we put the coronavirus in the past
0: last question mr vice president and thank you for being generous with your time nancy pelosi urging biden not to debate and labeling republicans enemies of the state your final remarks and then i know you have to run
2: well i wouldn't dignify the second comment but uh, but, I, but I will tell, I understand why she wouldn't want Joe Biden to debate President Trump. <laughs> I mean I I remember those debates back in 2016, and this is a president uh, who knows how to communicate directly to the American people. And I'm I, I got to tell you, Sean, you you know him uh, longer and better than most. And uh, I'm I'm just counting the days. I'm counting the days till we You're see. President Donald Trump and Joe Biden on the stage, and uh, and I also can't wait to get to Salt Lake City for that vice presidential debate because we, we've got a we've got a record to share. We, this president has a vision uh, for this country, and the choice in this election has never been clearer. And we're going to seize the debates. We're going to seize every opportunity to take that choice to the American people. And I believe with all of my heart, and if all of us do we need to do, we're going to win four more years for President Donald Trump in the White House.
0: Mr. Vice President, it was an honor to be at Fort McHenry. I'll be on the South Lawn Broadcasting tonight as well, our TV show. Always generous with your time. Thank you, sir, for being with us.
2: Thank you, Sean. Great to be back on the program. We will talk soon. Alright,
0: 25 now till the top of the hour, 800-941. Sean, you want to be a part of the program. Live free or die, don't forget, live signing 7 Eastern tomorrow if you're interested in autograph copies. And who's emceeing that? That would be.
2: It's actually going to be somebody from Premier Collectibles. Oh, cool!
0: All right. Uh, so anyway, and and you'll be
2: answering the audience's questions.
0: Audience's questions. Okay. Live for your
2: die. Sign copy.
0: Uh, all right. Let's get right to it. It is now today. Sixty-eight days until you are the ultimate jury nancy pelosi as we predicted very early on the democrats are worried about biden debating trump and this is her urging uh biden not to debate trump
3: i myself just don't tell anybody i told you this especially don't tell joe biden i don't think that there should be any debates i do not think that the president of the united states has comported himself in a way that anybody and has any association with truth, evidence, data, and facts. I wouldn't, I wouldn't legitimize a conversation with him, nor a debate in terms of the presidency of the United States.
0: All right, uh, here with reaction to all that, we call him the architect, former uh, deputy chief of staff, senior advisor to President uh, Bush 43, author of the book, the triumph of William McKinley, uh, and by the way, author of Courage and Consequences, Fox News contributor Carl Rove. Sir, how are you?
4: Good afternoon. How are you?
0: Uh, reporting for duty, but we can't see whiteboards on radio, but uh, <laughs> let's, yeah, let's get I, some I have reaction. A
4: Incidentally, I have a whiteboard, but I had to buy it myself at the CBS oh, nice. because we you yeah. keep saying you're going to be sending them to me and they never show up.
0: I can't believe somebody keeps stealing it. That's why you know I'm very concerned about mail-in voting. Nothing gets there. Uh, it's in the mail, Carl. Um, exactly. So, so this does not surprise me. Um, to me, you know, the the two weeks. I want to get you a comparison: DNC, RNC convention, and Pelosi's comments.
4: Well, Pelosi, look, this this is a first of all. If I were Joe Biden, I'd be saying I, this is not helpful because. The American people are going to insist upon a presidential debate. It, we, it has been thus since 1976. Since 1984, there have been three debates uh, each and every time. And, uh, you know, they're just not going to, they're, they're, they're not going to, he bails on this and it it's going to be a big market. It's going to, any concern that people have that he's not up to the job, that he's too old, will be absolutely confirmed uh, if, if he does that. And, and, and the other thing is, look, Think about that. Listen to her voice.
5: She hates
4: the president. And she detests the president. And she can't stand the president. And it comes across so clearly that's not what people want in their leaders. They want they want the leaders of the country, maybe they got disagreements, but they don't want them to just be so filled with hatred. And and you know what it's causing? It's causing us not to move forward on necessary practical steps that most Americans believe ought to be taken to deal with our COVID 19 situation. The the PPP program, which has been so successful at keeping people in their jobs and keeping small businesses going, is running out of money. And you go talk to up on Capitol Hill, and virtually everybody will agree we ought to renew it. She is so angry at the president, she's not negotiated that. You know, we've got, got an agreement that we ought to do something, maybe not $600 more a week on unemployment, but we need to do something a little bit more. And for everybody who's out of work, and and but she won't sit down and negotiate. I talked to a friend of mine who's part of the negotiations, a really sensible, thoughtful member of the Senate, who told me they walk in and you know Pelosi would say Pelosi and Schumer, and Schumer's like her little you know uh, uh, purse guy. You know he's the guy who's carrying around her purse to the meetings. So, so they they have these meetings, and the Democrats will have said, well, we want two hundred billion dollars for this, and the Republicans say, well. We don't want to spend anything, you know, but we'll give you a hundred billion dollars. And suddenly, the Democrats say, No, 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 we want two hundred fifty billion dollars. Clearly, no intention at all of negotiating, and that's what Nancy Pelosi's anger at the president has driven her to do. And it's costing her politically. Not um, not 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 to mention, it's costing the American people.
0: Well, I think it's even worse than that. Number one, they're they're asking for three trillion. So oh, you yeah. know, there's a difference between the Bs and the tri- and the Ts. Uh, when you when you get down to it, but the president just acts by executive order. He got four hundred bucks a week for those states that wanted to participate. Let's just get mm-hmm. your general overview. Now we've had a week of the Democrats. To me, it was like a bad, you know, college kid doing a podcast most of the time. Versus what is you know a very and and by the way, a lot of anger. I mean, the whole thing was yeah. I hate Trump. We're radical right. socialists and we hate Trump. And versus what I thought was an incredibly diverse Republican Party dealing, even mentioning that riots are happening around the country. Right. Yeah,
4: look, look big change, big difference. I mean, uh, the, the production values on the Republican convention are much higher. The diversity is not only broad, but also surprising. I mean, you know, you sit there and, you know, you're the average American, and you're looking there saying, oh, my goodness gracious, that Tim Scott, he's really impressive. You know, oh my gosh, I, hey, Nikki Haley. I didn't know she was Southeast Asian. You know, I mean, think about that one night. Two memorable lines. My father wore a turban, and my mother wore a sari, a sari. So I know what I know what it is to to face discrimination. And Tim Scott, my family went from picking cotton to Congress in one lifetime. I mean, really exceptional uh, performance. And and look, the Republicans are more upbeat, and they're more about the principles. You'll notice there's some things like, look, they had the, the, the cop. What a wonderful guy, New, a, New, a New Mexico policeman, who adopts the child, the, the the infant, of the heroin addict. Now, what does that have to do with politics? It exemplifies the kind of values that the Republican Party and the Republicans hold up uh, of charity and compassion. And, and the, the, the Republican convention has been filled with moments like that where people are talking about self-reliance and about... Personal responsibility and about patriotism. I mean, that young man from North Carolina who's in the wheelchair, our soon-to-be youngest congressman, standing up uh, was really a powerful moment.
0: I, I think there's there's been so many of them, and being a part of it and being there. I you know when we'll be in the. We'll be on the South Lawn tonight when the president oh, gives his it, speech and broadcast. The-
4: that's it. Lord over the rest of us who have to watch on oh, television. Good grief. I'll be, I'll I'll be the, the I did street. have one. Of,
0: good grief. Uh, you know, I have to take grief from Carl Rove every time I talk to him. So, But by <laughs> the way, I, I remember I had one of the last interviews with 43. And I remember I was in the Oval Office with him. I said, well, I'm not going to be seeing this place for a long time. I had eight years in exile, Carl." <laughs>
4: Well, you're going to, you're going to be in, you're going to be in an historic moment tonight. Well, it'll be my suspicion is the the uh, executive producer of the Republican National Convention has arranged a surprise each night, and I think he's going to probably have his best surprise for tonight.
0: Let's talk about the violence erupting around the country. Never mentioned at all in the DNC yeah. convention. How do you ignore? Yeah you know, you know, 80 plus days of rioting in Portland or what's happened in Ch- what happens in Chicago every weekend, what's happening in New York. By the way, what do all these cities have in common, Karl Rove, run by liberal Democrats for decades?
4: Right. What's interesting to me about this is this should not, this should not be difficult. You know, there is a gigantic majority in this country who believe that people have a right to protest and that the protests following George Floyd were justified and that people had a right to turn out to the streets to, to, to demonstrate on behalf of, of justice. But they also believe that violence is not justified under any means, under any way, shape or form in connection with these protests. So Biden has had the ability to say both things, but he can only bring himself to say the first and not the second. And last night, it's a sign of something that they're beginning over there to figure out that it's been a mistake for them not to not to hit that second note that this violence is unjustified, uh, you know, like Minneapolis, I found he had nine, during the entire problem in Minneapolis, he he had nine words condemning the violence, and we had a as dishwater comment last night, and it was only because it was in the middle of the Republican convention, and he was getting beat up uh, on this. Now, ordinary Americans are going to look at this, and, and at his behavior of the last several Months. By the way, and, and when you, you say what? ordinary, we, that
0: means we smelly Walmart shoppers. But go ahead.
4: <laughs> Deplorable. Those of us who cling to our religion and our guns. Uh, you know, this is a problem for him, and, and it's to me, it's inexplicable why he why he let himself be put in this position. And you know what my conclusion is? My conclusion is is that he is surrounded by people who tell him, Joe, you can't do that because that's going to alienate our base. That's why you got to go out there and say. You're going to do these things. To, we're going to get rid of oil and gas, and that's why you got to go out there and say these things, uh, that you know, we're going to get a wealth tax, and we got $4 trillion in taxes. You've got, you got to go out there and appease your left-wing base. I'm going to be the most liberal president in history. I mean, this guy used to be known as a centrist Democrat, but he is weak, and he is now surrounded by people who are pushing him to the left, and his party is pushing him to the left. You know, he's sitting up there trying to make certain that Bernie loves him, and that AOC is, is in his camp, and that the hard left of the Democratic Party is happy with him.
0: All right, quick break. More with Carl Rove on the other side. All right, as we continue with the architect, Carl Rove, I am saying this is the most radical, extreme, socialist-now-embracing ticket of any major party in history. So my question is, now that he's adopted Bolshevik-Bernie's economic plans and pledging trillions to AOC's New Green Deal and he takes somebody even to the left of Bernie Sanders, who was once an outlier in the Democratic Party and, and viewed as an annoyance. Uh, now he's mainstream. Uh, but he, I don't see any outreach. That's, that's not the way things are usually done, Carl, that you go harder left when you get the nomination.
4: Yeah, well, I think, they, I think a couple of things. One is I think they think that it's enough to say Donald Trump is a horrible human being and Joe's a decent guy. And uh, that covers up, they think, uh, all the rest of this stuff. Now, that, that you know, that may that's that sort of as I put in my Wall Street Journal column a week ago. That's sort of like the you know four corner strategy in basketball or the prevent defense in football. And you know, they're just trying to run out the clock, thinking that that's going to be sufficient. And if the president lays out a second term agenda, and if the president continues to be to do what has been done the last three three days, which is to contrast what he has done and what he believes and what he wants to do with what Joe Biden wants to do, then the president's got a great chance at this because sometimes if you try and run out the clock, uh, it turns out that you're simply running out your chance to to pursue a winning strategy.
0: Let's look at the electoral map. You have to run the table if you're a Republican electoral college. Okay. Florida, you got to win Ohio. Um, Georgia, North Carolina, Iowa. You got to win Arizona. Then you want to look at Nevada, New Mexico, uh, Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania. Uh, you certainly have to put in play New Hampshire and the second congressional district of Maine, which could decide it all.
4: Right, and the second congressional district of Nebraska, which you which you actually buy television in, in Omaha, Nebraska, to cover Western Iowa, and it also has the salutary effect of covering the second district of. Of Nebraska, those are the Nebraska and Maine are the two states that award their electoral college vote by congressional district. So yeah, look, uh, I feel good about Ohio. I think, in fact, I th- the, the absence of the Democrats playing hard for Ohio says something. I feel good about I feel good about Georgia, uh, North Carolina. The president's been doing frankly better there than he's been doing in Florida. I think Florida ends up being in his column because it's his home state and because the state is trending slightly more Republican, and things like uh, the uh, criminal justice reform and uh, his attitude towards Venezuela and his attitude towards Cuba and his support for charter schools allow him to get uh, Cuban-American, Venezuelan-American, Puerto Rican-Americans, and African-Americans above above the normal number for Republicans. But look, you know, this comes down to Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and uh, Michigan, because he had 306 electoral votes. Now we had two faithless electors, so he got, actually got 304 in the electoral college. But he had he won states representing 306. He loses Michigan, takes him to 290. He loses Pennsylvania, it puts him at 270. He loses Wisconsin, he's at 260 and no longer president. Or even if he wins Wisconsin, if he loses Maine to or Nebraska to, he's at 269 and Biden's at 271. So. You've got it. You got. It. I like the fact that they're talking about playing uh, offense. And you'll notice the president is going tomorrow to New Hampshire. It's his first stop after yep. the convention. Barely lost it, Minnesota. You'll notice we had the uh, we had the, the the mayor of a small town, a Democrat mayor of a small town in the uh, Iron Range of northern Minnesota, talking about. We had a number of Minnesotans on on the stage. Uh, so I, that's a signal that they're thinking I, about it. Uh,
0: not that I want to cut you off. Karl Rove, the architect, uh, thank you, as always. Uh, great analysis. I, I, I concurred completely. 800 uh, 941 Sean toll telephone number, News Roundup Information Overload Hour. Kevin McCarthy uh, will check in with us. He is the Republican leader in the House. Also Harold Hamm on energy and how important that is to this election. Hannity.com, Amazon.com, 40% off live free or die. And tonight from the South Lawn, where the president will be speaking, Hannity, 9 Eastern. Please set your DVR every night. Quick break. Right back. We'll continue. All right. News Roundup Information Overload Hour, 800 941 Sean, You want to be a part of the program. Uh, it is now day four. Tonight, we'll be broadcasting Hannity from the South Lawn at the White House, where the president will uh, give his address at the Republican National Convention. Uh, what a difference to a week makes uh, by pretty much every measure. Let me go back to Nancy Pelosi labeling Republicans are the enemy of the state and saying, well, don't tell anybody, but I, I, I wouldn't debate Trump if I were Biden.
3: We take an oath to protect and defend the Constitution from all enemies, foreign and domestic, and sadly, the domestic enemies to our voting system and our honoring our Constitution uh, are right at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue with their allies in the Congress of the United States. They're doing everything they can. Suppress the vote uh, uh, with your actions. Scare people. Intimidate by saying law enforcement will be there. Uh, uh, diminish the role of the of the postal system in all of this it's really actually shameful enemies of the state i myself just don't tell anybody i told you this especially don't tell joe biden i don't think that there should be any debates i wouldn't legitimize a conversation with him nor a debate in terms of the presidency of the united states Buh, 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 buh,
0: buh, buh. Anyway, that was uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, joining us now, Republican leader Kevin McCarthy. Congressman, thanks for being with us. Your reaction to uh, her two remarks.
6: It reminds me <clears throat> when Clinton called us deplorables, and now she says we're domestic enemies. And it, it's not just the president she's calling this. She's calling the members of Congress. She's calling it you. She's calling it your viewers, your listeners, because that's what she thinks of us. And for her to say not to have a debate, it just tells me, that she does not want to really reveal the dangerous and disastrous ideas of Biden. They're fearful of Biden going anywhere. How do you run for the leader of the free world and never leave Delaware? How is that possible? How do you think you're going to win Wisconsin if you haven't been there in more than 600 days? And how do you think that you just now say something's wrong about what's happening in the streets when it's happened every single night in Portland, Chicago, everywhere else?
0: Well, I, I think you're raising great questions. What is the real reason she doesn't want Biden to debate? Donald Trump. Now, I've 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 been very, very clear to me, the Biden that left four years ago, uh, this Biden now seems weak. He seems frail. He seems out of it. Sometimes he doesn't know what office he's running for. He doesn't know uh, what day of the week it is. Uh, Okay, he got through reading the teleprompter. By the way, the president said maybe we ought to drug test everybody before the debate. And the media, of course, their heads are spinning uh, in 360 and projectile vomit comes out. Well, that's pretty much an, an average day for them. But, you know, you're right. Three nights in a row, Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin, and, you know, all this violence. Now the president, at the request of the governor, is sending in the National Guard and, and order and law and order and peace
6: and security will be restored. And had the. Governor, listen to the president from the beginning and the experts that not to send just 250 National Guards, but send that 750, we would not be having this problem night after night. This is what the Democrats are most fearful of, showing what their policies actually create. And I will tell you, Joe Biden. He, he should want a debate. He's been in office for 47 years. He should be the greatest debater of all time in the Senate. But think about how long he's been there. When he first went to the Senate, he served with people born in the 1800s. That's how long this man's been associated with Washington. And for every time he tells me about a problem, I'm going to look. You have been there for about my entire lifetime. What have you ever done to solve a problem?
0: We've sent our correspondent, Lawrence Jones, uh, the official correspondent of the Sean Hannity radio and TV show, uh, to all of these cities. And we ask people the same question. What what has Biden done in 50 years in the swamp and the sewer? And by the way, Biden, Pelosi and Schumer, that's 125 years of swamp experience What have they done? What has Biden done to improve the lives of the American people? Can you can you cite one specific thing he's done to make your life better? Well, uh, he seems nice. He smiles. Uh, That's those are the answers we're getting because there is no answer. I can give you, Kevin, chapter and verse of what Donald Trump did in less
6: than four years.
0: Exactly. But
6: you can also see what Biden did do to make the problem worse. Remember, he authored the crime bill. It was, it was President Trump that actually made a fundamental change. Obama tried and couldn't. You watch time and again. Our economy could have grown under them, but their policies only harmed us. We watched Joni Ernst last night. Talk about the successes. From speaker after speaker, I tell you, the contrast between the Republican convention and the Democrat could not be brighter. The idea that they go get some movie star. And what do we have? An American star. The person you see on the streets that wants to raise a family, to have a job, and they just found their life is better. And You know what? A lot of those were Democrats. And many of them come from every different walk of life, from gender to color and others. And those are the people that President Trump highlights. Why? Because those are the people he has listened to and kept his promise for.
0: Let's talk about how do you not mention for four straight nights – at the DNC convention, nine words, Carl Rove remind us. That's it. That was all that Joe Biden mentioned about the violence in American cities that have now been ongoing for over three months. And and it's like, okay, what? Hear no evil, see no evil, say no evil. How do you stick your head in the sands when people are dying and businesses are being destroyed, and you just deny the reality? I mean. Actually, you know, when I get back, you know, to regular programming, which, you know, and we're obviously covering the news, which is what we do. But you have a scene of fake news, CNN, with flames are flying everywhere, fiery, but mostly peaceful protests after a police shooting. There's nothing peaceful to what's been happening here.
6: No. Joe Biden should go and get out of Delaware and just listen to families. They're scared. They're scared to walk the streets that they walked every day before. How many reports do you see day in and day out of somebody being beaten to being in a coma, but somehow that was a, a safe protest, or you see buildings being burnt? I mean, what's happening in Wisconsin, that's an Americana city of about 100,000 people. And who's coming in and doing that comes from Chicago. We watched her. But what does the mayor of Chicago do? She protects her street and thinks she has a right for her protection, but the rest of the people, their lives don't matter. How is every single weekend we hear a report of a young child or somebody else being shot and killed in those cities? And what's the common denominator? They've had Democrat, gov- de- de- Democrat leadership for number of years. And that's what Joe Biden, how can he ignore that when you watch city after city, American after American, afraid? All they want is their way of life back again. They want security. They want safety. And they only see the president willing to stand up for it. The only reason why you're getting National Guard troops down in Wisconsin is because the president is pushing and pushing. Same thing happened in the other cities.
0: Well, I got to tell you something. This, this is now the biggest choice election in history. I would argue that if Republicans stay united, Republicans lay out a plan for restoring law and order. Uh, We see unemployment, you know, they were predicting 25 percent. Now it's below 10 percent. And I did not expect these jobs to come back this quickly. But there's got the very specific issues of, OK, well, Biden had eight years with Barack. And what do they do? They didn't do criminal justice reform, police reform, uh, opportunity zones. Uh, they didn't you know, create the jobs. It was the worst recovery since the 40s. They put 13 million more Americans on food stamps and 8 million more in, in poverty and the worst labor participation rate since the 70s. They said nothing about coronavirus when it actually mattered. And t- Donald Trump was a- acting. They
6: were busy with their sham impeachment trial hoax. You're exactly right. This is the, this is the fundamental question. Are we gonna go forward or are we gonna go backward? Do you believe in hope and cure are shutting the shutting their businesses down again? I mean, look what this president's been able to do. We just saw Abbott now come up with a home test for $5. But And what, what did President Trump do? He bought 150 million of them, sending them to every um, elderly home care, every school and others. To protect America. President Trump's talking about a vaccine while Joe Biden sits in Delaware and says, no, I'm going to shut all businesses down again. When you want about hope, which you see what's happening in the Middle East, everybody's talked about Middle East peace. You've seen generation after generation talk about it. Something just happened under President Trump that we have not seen in decades a country recognizing Israel after he moved the embassy to Jerusalem. He was right then, and he's right now. We watched the biggest economy raise every single family up, and he's watching that he could do it again. You have a very clear choice, and that's why it's not just, and you watch this convention, it's not just Republicans staying together. This president talks about America. The other thing that Joe Biden never talked about, and maybe it's because of Hunter, china is not going to be able to rise even higher unless they're able to confront china china does want to play in this election they do want joe biden to win and i guess that's why he wouldn't mention it but we can never be tied to supply chain ever again and that's because president trump has been working on it he even warned us when he was just citizen trump
0: you know i'm looking at all of these potential uh new congressmen and women I mean, we saw this speech last night uh, from this gentleman that's running in North Carolina who would be elected, Madison. I guess, the youngest. Hawthorne. He'd be the yeah, youngest I mean, ever. Matt is, yeah. And then you got, I don't know if you watched the viral video of Kimberly Clasic. I mean, oh, she, yeah. she was amazing. And, and that's just the short list. I mean, I can keep going. You got Burgess Owens out in Utah, the fourth congressional He's district got, out there that he can win. Nancy
6: Mace, who is in uh, South Carolina. She can win. We have more women running as Republican than at any time in the history of the Republican Party. And that's with President Trump on top. We have more who have won the primary. We We have more minorities. We have more veterans. That's because he's opening this party up to be bigger. And that's what you're seeing at this convention, that you all have an opportunity. You know, I've always been a big
0: believer in Newt's vision of nationalizing elections. We got an election in 68 days. It will determine if Donald Trump gets the four more years that I think he deserves and whether or not Nancy Pelosi remains speaker and whether or not Chucky Schumer uh, ever became the Senate majority leader, God forbid. But, it, you know, to me, it's what my book says, live free or die, because their stated policies scare the hell out of me.
6: You are 100% correct, and that's why your book is a bestseller, because that's really the question we have before. us not Republican or Democrat, but it's socialism versus freedom. We're going to live free or we're going to die, because even, even Barack Obama says there's no difference between Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders, and Bernie is a socialist. So you need a real contrast. And if you ask us what we're going to do, I'm going to tell you in the speech tonight, we're going to renew the American dream. When I talk about the American dream, I talk about focusing on the individual. I'm talking about... The school choice, the opportunity, they're not sitting back, the the training, the broadband, the freedoms individually. We're going to restore our way of life because for too long with this COVID, you're wondering what's happening. So we're going to defeat COVID once and for all with a vaccine, with therapeutics and others. We're going to reopen schools so you go back to your schools. The businesses are going to reopen again, ensuring that you have safe communities, that you're not worried about walking down the street. You're not worried in that small business. Is it going to be burned down when you're not? And then we're going to rebuild the greatest economy ever. Why are we ever going to be doing it? Because we've done it before and we're going to do it again. And as we do it, Think about what we've made investment in, opportunity zones. So the idea that no one's going to get left behind. You're going to see parts of this community, just as you watched Kim running for Congress in Maryland, where she walked through, and this has been her entire life, in Baltimore. That This is what they have born into and they can't get out of. We're going to transform that than ever before. And the difference is you have a choice. If you want to go to the Dems, I've watched their four days of their convention. What do they support? They want to defund they're, our they're police. There are four
0: days of hate fest. There was a hate yeah. fest, but we have m- one minute left.
6: Go ahead. They want to defund the police and the border. They want to dismantle our society, what's happening in, in um, Wisconsin today, and they want to destroy our small businesses. They want to raise your taxes. They hate the president, and they want to defund the police. That's their agenda.
0: All right, Kevin McCarthy speaking tonight, and uh, by the way, people want to get in touch with you. How do they do it?
6: TakeTheHouse.com. Join the team if you want to retire Nancy Pelosi once and for all, and at the end you'll live free. Or at the end, we don't want that answer of dying. We're going to live free and rebuild this nation.
0: It's freedom versus and capitalism versus the failures, guaranteed failures of socialism. We'll be watching tonight, Kevin McCarthy, the uh, House uh, Republican leader. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, you want to be a part of the program? Your calls next half hour, by the way, live free or die, 40% off Amazon.com. Uh, if you're looking for autograph copies tomorrow... Uh I'll be back doing an autograph and by the way, you can come and watch and hang out with us. You don't have to. Can I help you? You can come and watch and hang out with us and you don't need to buy the, you know, but we have the virtual town hall tomorrow night at 7 p.m.
2: 7 p.m. Eastern. You can join us. It's a premier collectibles live signing. You can get a signed copy of Sean's book. They're all signed autograph copies and he will be taking your questions. So 7 p.m. Eastern. Find out more on Hannity.com and we will see you there at 7 p.m. Eastern Friday night.
0: 25 till the top of the hour. A reminder Reminder, a live uh, town hall uh, taking questions from just just people giving me questions. I'm answering your questions. Uh, And if you want to get we I've now signed more as per people asking me uh, of live free or die in America and the world on the brink. So this will be if you want an opportunity for signed copies, autographed copies, that will be tomorrow night, seven o'clock or just come hang out with us, ask questions, participate. It's um, I've really come to like these virtual town halls and the connection we have with people. It'll be at Hannity dot com seven Eastern tomorrow night. Uh, you know, one of the things I'm most concerned about is the policy involving energy. Remember the Green New Deal where we're off of fossil fuels, even part of the Bolshevik, Bernie and and Biden, the ever forgetful ones manifesto, you know, anywhere between 10 and 15 years. Well, just so happens that oil and gas and coal are the lifeblood of the world's economy. Uh, How did Solyndra work out? Side note, and for those of you that live in Pennsylvania and Ohio and Wisconsin and and Oklahoma and Texas, I hope you're paying close attention. I want to play Kamala Harris saying that she would ban uh, fracking on public lands. Uh, By the way, that means bye-bye Pennsylvania fracking and all the the millions of high-paying career jobs that go with it. Uh, Joe Biden saying no new oil drilling or fracking on federal lands. Um, I'm not opposed to the Green New Deal. He said my plan goes beyond it. Wow. And we have to shut down all the coal-burning plants. Uh, this is what they're saying. This alone is an economic disaster on top of the $94 trillion that the New Green Deal will cost. Listen.
1: I've argued against any more oil drilling or gas drilling on federal lands that we can and uh, and and and, to stop that i think we should in fact be looking at what exists now and making a judgment whether or not the those in fact that are there those wells that are there whether or not they're dangerous whether or not they've already done the damage and what we can do from there by try to change the attitude of the members of the of the governors of the various state and the state legislatures. Now, we could pass national legislation, but I don't think we'd get it done in terms of getting the votes to get it done to say all fracking that's going on now ends unless you can show there's some physical security need or worried about explosions, etc., which is a legitimate thing to worry about. But I would not allow any more. Also, I just want to point out in fairness to uh, to the governor of Pennsylvania. He's stopped short. Uh, he, he's he's moved to regulate and limit some fracking, stop short of calling for a statewide ban. So just to be clear, uh, you would not call for a ban statewide on fracking
0: or uh, nationwide. You said uh, stop new oil and gas drilling on
6: federal lands.
1: Yes. You're not saying that you support everything in the
0: gr- original Green New Deal, do you think it goes too far is it unrealistic no, promising it, too much no
1: it's not but here here's what it is it doesn't have a lot of specifics and so the idea i think the green new deal deserves an enormous amount of credit for bringing this to a head in a way that it hasn't been before it hasn't been but the reason i don't know i'm not opposed to the green new deal what i did what i thought beyond at least in more detail what the Green New Deal is calling for, how to do the things we, ne- we need to do, when they have to be done, how quickly we should move, how much we should invest, et cetera. Uh, will there be a point, or would you like there to be a point, and if so, when, that everybody drives an electric car or has to drive an electric car? Well, I think, look, that's gonna be based upon whether or not we can make it economically feasible, and it is economically feasible. Because guess what? Everybody knows where the world's going. You're not, just like, you know, we, 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 we set out the rules for what kind of plant, you know, coal burning plants. No one's going to build another coal burning. We've got to shut the ones down we have, but no one is going to build a new one. Guess what? They're not efficient relative to what else is available to be done. That's why people are going to move, and that's why it's going to create so many new jobs for us. There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking.
2: So, yeah. And and starting and starting with
0: what we can do on day one around public lands. Right. And um, and then there has to be legislation. But, yes. And this is something I've taken on in California. I have a history of working on this issue. And to your point, um, you know, we have to just acknowledge that the residual impact of fracking is enormous in terms of the impact on the health and safety of communities. Yeah. So thank you. Well, pretty much spells it out anyway here with reaction uh, is Harold Hamm is the executive chairman of Continental Resources. He's uh, been involved in the energy industry forever. Um, and uh, Harold Hamm, I don't know. I mean, if somebody, sometime, someplace, somewhere, comes up with a, a cheaper alternative to, uh, to easily available energy. Uh, many years ago, I always would go to this invention convention, and there was this guy in Louisiana who's since passed away, It was an idea I found fascinating. I don't know if that would ever be possible, Uh, but the theory that he had and put forward was that energy actually existed in gravity, and if we could ever tap into that energy, it would be an endless source of energy for the entire world, which would be transformative. But as of today, no such discovery has been made, and I do believe in science, your reaction to what Kamala and Joe Biden are, are proposing here. Well,
5: they're uh, they're asking for a miracle. Uh, absolutely, that's not going to happen. Uh, you know, and, and uh, you know with what we've got from the American energy renaissance uh, has just been nothing short of tremendous. You mentioned the economy, but it's a lot more than that. You know, we're not beholden to these rogue nations anymore. We, our president, can have a spine when dealing with uh, Iran and Iraq and. And uh, Saudi Arabia, for instance, so it's it's it, it's given us uh, a uh, this energy independence has just been tremendous, tremendous what it's done for the United States, and and will continue uh, to give us uh, not only the, a great economy, as you mentioned, and that's tremendous, all the jobs and everything there, but also our ability to deal, uh, you know, with the. With everybody around the world, so you, you can't have foreign policy. You can't have anything without it. So I was just thinking, the last time I saw you was at the Wilson Basin Petroleum Conference. There's been a tremendous amount of good things happened in the last four years since you and I last saw each other. So it's it's a it's, it's tremendous. Uh, you know, it, uh, uh, as to what 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 has occurred with energy. Everybody talks about fracking, but really the transformative thing that occurred with technology was our ability to, to tap all of the tight red with horizontal drilling. And so horizontal drilling and
0: shell and all, well, we've made so much progress on it. Right. I mean, now I know that you didn't like the, the dramatic reduction in the price of oil. I, I, I hear what you're saying, but you know, Cheaper energy is, is good for consumers, but I do also believe that foreign markets are corrupt and they try and drive American c- companies out of business and they'll be willing to take huge financial losses in the short term to do it.
5: Yeah. They, they started that uh, in March and, uh, you know, the Saudis and Russians uh, actually were in a war with each other, an economic war that began this uh, entire uh, downturn of oil prices. And of course, the, uh, COVID-19, you know, took away our demand and and brought the price down. But we're seeing recovery. Uh, We're seeing recovery of demand. Uh, As airlines go back to flying and people uh, driving, moving, America goes back to work. So prices are uh, coming back, and uh, that's good. Uh, But, you know, it's easy to criticize uh, things. It's like uh, criticizing a farmer when your mouth is full. It's easy to criticize oil and gas when your tank is full, and you go down and fill up for less than two dollars a gallon. Uh, so anyway, it's, it's been a great thing. You're right; it's been a great thing for consumers, and will continue in the future. And we can't do we can't do without energy. We can't do without oil and gas. California is finding that out right now with all these rolling blackouts. You know, you need you need clean burning natural gas, and you know, let's talk about how clean that is. Uh, we've had a, a rollback of emissions in the U.S. since 1970 of 77. percent We have the cleanest air in the world in America that we enjoy today.
0: Well, and, and obviously the lifeblood of the world's economy. For the first time in 75 years, not only are we energy independent, but we are the largest producer of energy in the world. That is on the ballot, Harold Ham in 68 days. That alone scares the living hell out of me.
5: Yeah, well, it does all of us. You know, what we're fighting for, you know, we're fighting for freedom. Uh, the fight for freedom never ends, and... Here again, that's what we're fighting for, a way of life. And uh, you're right, it, uh, uh, it, it scares the hell out of all of us. So it's, it's all about uh, everything that we stand for, You know, our military, veterans, everything. The first 500 days, I counted out uh, 25 major things uh, that this president has done, you know, keeping his promises, he made the promises. He kept them. So it's, it's tremendous, the list we're rolling on as to the accomplishment of this, uh, of this president. So, uh, you know, it, it's, we, we have to, uh, uh, you know, not only vote for the, for the man, but we're voting for all the things that he stands for.
0: Well, Harold Tam, we appreciate you being with us, and uh, we'll see what happens in 68 days. The American people, the ultimate jury, sir, and uh, wishing you uh, all the best. Uh, But there is no alternative as of today to what is the lifeblood of the world's economy. All right, let's go to, uh, let's see, Keith is in Georgia. Keith, hi, how are you? Glad you called, sir, and... (laughs) Welcome to the Sewer of the Swamp, Washington, D.C. We will be on the South Lawn tonight with our coverage, Hannity, 9 Eastern on Fox. Glad you're with us, sir.
7: Thank you, Sean. How are you doing today? I'm good, sir. Good. Uh, yeah, I was just calling. Um, I was watching the convention the other night, and the story about a young boy who survived because of Donald Trump's uh, Right to Try initiative uh, struck home, and I felt the need to call Uh one of my best friends, um, his name was Captain Andrew Maitner. He passed away from cancer in 2016. Um, before he passed away, he actually met with then-candidate Donald Trump at Walter Reed. And he called me afterwards, before and afterwards he called me. He thought it was supposed to be a photo op, and it was far beyond that. He spent a long time with my best friend. And uh, he promised my best friend that he would fix the problem. Uh, back then, there was an experimental drug that possibly could have saved my friend, but he couldn't get to it because of the red tape, and Donald Trump fixed it. So I know uh, it works me up thinking about well, it, I gotta but ta- I know that he's looking down happy. Let me tell ta- you, so.
0: you know, I got to tell you something. Well, why not the right to try? Everything else you tried failed. It's your life. You know what? And you hear experimental this or that. You, you, why not? Well, what have you got to lose at that point? Maybe have young children. Let me try. Before Donald Trump, there was no trying. There was no choice. Um, I think that the woman that spoke earlier in the week at the convention to me was just amazing and amazingly inspiring. Um, But, you know, anyway, I'm glad you called. Anyway, South Lawn tonight where the president is speaking night four, Republican National Convention, Hannity, 9 Eastern. Full coverage as uh, we have had all week on location. Had a great time at Fort McHenry, Rose Garden. Uh, An incredible week. What a difference a week makes, right? All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Uh, uh, Our final radio day here in the swamp will be... Back home in the other swamp tomorrow, but we'll be on the South Lawn of the White House. Hannity, 9 Eastern, Fox News Channel. Set your DVR. Hope you'll join us. Uh, The president speaks tonight, the final night of the RNC. We will be there. Hannity at 9, straight up. Hope you'll join us. And don't forget, uh, Amazon.com, Hannity.com, 40% off, live free or die, America and the world on the brink if you've not gotten your copy. See you tonight, back here tomorrow. As always, thank you for being with us.